You're listening to the Office Free Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Spencer, and each week I'll be taking you behind the scenes with entrepreneurs who have escaped traditional offices and built digital empires based on their expertise. Welcome to another another fun episode. We've got a real special one today of the Office Free Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm here with Nina Venturella, who has a really neat business. And I'm going to let her tell you guys about this in just a minute. But the way we connected was actually really interesting. And this is something that happens to me quite a lot. And this is a great textbook example of how I actually meet some of my best friends in the world, which is through referrals. Um, Nina came to me uh, with from a couple of fr- mutual friends of ours. And they said, Brad, you got to talk to her. She's got some really cool stuff. You're going to really hit it off with her. And I was like, okay, that sounds freaking great. You know, that's about as all I need to, uh, you know, have someone who's got something cool on going on. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm actually really excited to have this conversation. We just spoke uh, here offline before we got recording. And um, I, I definitely know that we're going to be building a really long-term friendship uh, based on that five, 10 minutes of conversation. We, we see a lot of likes. So um, I'll let you jump in, but I want to hear first, I always like to start these episodes off with a simple question about how your business makes a dent in the world for everybody who's listening. Um, I'm glad you said that because I think it really came to me about two weeks ago where I had this epiphany of really what it is that I'm offering and how I'm helping society. And what I want to do is I'm about cultural culture and changing and impacting nations and generations, the future generations. I believe that it's up to us to really make a difference and make a dent in society. And the way that I know how to do that is through a cultural change, um, really helping the next generation prosper and help them get their messages out there. And there's, I call it the seven mountains. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but there's all these different industries. There's education, family, religion, business, all that. And what I do is I get behind the people that have a direct connection in those mountains and I help support them and help them create their genius and get it out there to the masses. Awesome. So you, you know, we talked a little bit before this on IP and I, I, I you know, before we jump into your story and the background, um, can you tell people a little bit about IP? Cause I'm, I, I beat this drum all the time. And I think a lot of people, they still have like a self-employment perspective yeah. where they see themselves as like, nobody can do it, but me, all that kind of stuff. How, you know, because you and me are both fans of licensing and franchising and systems and all that kind of stuff, like business systems, right? I'm not necessarily the most organized guy in the world, but I do like business systems uh, and repeatable processes. So um, can you tell people a little bit about how you see that differently? Because I mean, obviously making a big impact, but what you said to me before we hopped on really struck me was how you can actually help people package it. So just real briefly, tell people what that means. So I'm, I'm somebody who really truly believes that I can take anyone at any time and help them find their goals and help them create their genius, pull out their genius and then box it with deliverables, fulfillment within their own IP, which is their intellectual property, which is their own lane. We call it the blue ocean where they're known and notorious for that specific proprietary process. For me, just an example, I've been in the wellness industry for 30 years. Over the last 14 years, I had a wellness center and I had a signature process that I was a founder of 
was my own proprietary process called Extract with the Lymphatic System. It became a household name. It went global. I was, I was really well known in my industry. Actually, people would seek me out. To this day, they're still seeking me out. And so what right. that did is it brought me into a, play, a lane of one. And when you're in a lane of one, you pretty much eliminate the competition. Now, don't get me wrong. There are other lymphatic techniques out there, but mine was unique to mine to, to extract. If they wanted to learn extract, they had to come to me or they had to come to somebody else that, that I taught it to because I had an academy and I taught this around the nation. So what it right. does is, it, it, again, it gives you exclusivity to be able to, you know, call the shots, become an authority very quickly, have credibility, become a, I was a keynote speaker for Young Living Essential Oils. It really gave me a lot of, um, just a lot of notoriety and just a lot of authority very quickly. This happened pretty much overnight. Um, when right. people started seeing results and I, you know, I was able to prove what I did, they saw that and they're like, wow, this is amazing. So when COVID hit, nobody was touching anybody because this was actual body work and I had a pivot. So I thought, well, what do I know how to do? I know how to create IP. I did it for myself. I wrote my own books and I did my manuals and my courses, my academy. I did all that. I said, why don't I do that for coaches and authors? So I launched a company called One Box Fits All when COVID hit. And I actually did a beta test for about 25 people and every single person did phenomenal. They all got great results. I took them from a zero to hero area. I created their own methodology, gave them a lane of one, helped them put together a look and a feel, helped them you know, really get something more tangible than just informational because most coaches are very informational. They kind of go and they navigate whatever the person needs, <laughs> if it's relationships right. or whatever, right? But I was able yeah. to take them and become more tangible which is actual deliverables and actual IP. Now those are actual tools that they now have access to that make them unique to their own intellectual property. And so what I've done is I've taken that and I've placed it where now I help license their IP or license their own genius by taking everything they've ever done, like their books or their courses, their PDFs, their newsletters, and I put it into a box. And now I take that box and I license that box or rent that box out to their end user it's like a plug and play system. And now that end user can actually use that. And then I support them with group coaching. So what that did is it scaled me. It helped monetize um, what I was doing. And it also gave my end user a, another opportunity, another tool to help bring in what they're looking to do is for their outcome, whether it's, whether it's, you know, um, increase of funds or more profit, more revenue, whatever that looked like, because this box was able to do that for them. Does that make sense? No, it, it totally does. And I could geek out about this because, you know, <laughs> one of my, one of my favorites is like an audiobook funnel into a course with group coaching. And that's something I'm a big fan of, uh, as well. So we are definitely on the same page. So I want to take this back because this would be interesting to see how this developed. And this is always the stories that I, I go and, um, as an infinitely curious person, I'm sure you didn't always start out with this way. You hinted at the 30 years in the wellness industry. Oh, so I, I guess, I guess the, yeah, I guess the big question is, did you, did you want to be an entrepreneur as a kid? Like where no, did this I start? This? Okay. Wait a second. You're yeah, like, yeah. Okay. I, <laughs> I was one of those people from the age 16 to 30. I had 150 jobs. Really? Okay. Yes, I actually counted them with my mom one day. Um, oh and gosh. the reason why I really believe it took me 150 jobs to realize I'm an entrepreneur. I didn't like to be told what to do. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I love, and I'm all about, okay, I did this. I've mastered it. Now what? Right. And corporate companies don't work that way. And I was such a good salesperson. Like when I did my interviews, I would, I would interview for positions that I wasn't qualified for. So I go start a job and I'm like, oh, I don't know how to do this. And then I have to leave. I like say, I'm, I'm going to lunch and I never come back. So 
that was where I was, right? So I was not a person who ever thought she would have an uh, entrepreneur business or anything like that. But I also knew that I was not an employee, right? So how can you be an employee of having 150 jobs when you just... <laughs> so um, that's it's a laughing joke right now because literally I knew that I wanted something that I couldn't find in a job. And to me, that has to be an entrepreneur. So when I started my wellness center, it was through a, a dream actually. Um, I had a dream that I opened up this huge wellness center in my 20s and I, I tried to open it up. I tried to get the funding, nothing happened and I just kind of forgot about it. And then in my, when I was in my 25, I got really, really sick. Um, I ended up um, having something called systemic candida, but after about two years of being sick, I was misdiagnosed. You know, a doctor's telling me there was nothing wrong. It was on, in my head, overworked, stressed out. And um, out of those two years, I was bedridden for six months. And then finally, I learned about a naturopath, went to a naturopath, and she helped me. And I wrote a book about this. And so, I mean, like, it's been a journey. It hasn't been like, oh, I wake up, I'm going to start a business. It, it, mm. it was really learning what works, what doesn't work. Then I opened up a wellness center, had great success in the beginning, but man, did I do everything wrong. I mean, you want to talk about messing up in a major way. I had a lot of success in my, my business as far as sales went but I didn't know how to run a business just because okay. I wanted to run a business. I didn't know how to run a business. So that means I did everything wrong. And when I say I did everything wrong, I mean, I did everything wrong. First of all, I had oh, no. five lawsuits, embezzlement, judgment, bankruptcy. I was on the judge Joe Brown show. I mean, you want to talk about messing up in a major oh my way. Gosh. Yes. What a wow. Holy yes. smokes. I'm judge Joe Brown even. Yes. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. So it was not an easy thing to go through. And, um, and I believe that, you know, as an entrepreneur, I think one of my biggest greatest skills is tenacity. I just keep going. I don't stop. I actually, um, you know, had some bad business partners, lost hundreds of my husband, I should say lost hundreds of thousands of dollars because he bailed me out many times and almost caused a divorce for us. It was a lot. It was not an easy journey. Um, most people would hang up their hat and say, I'm done. But I I knew I had more to contribute to the world. And um, I just keep going. So after about a year and a half of closing the the wellness centers, um, repairing my marriage, um, and I will say it's all through the amazing grace of God, because there's no other way I could have done this without him. Um, I ended up starting an academy and I started training people in the signature process extract. And that's how extract really started really to get out there and became a household name. Um, and then from there, um, here I am today. <laughs> so, you know, <clears throat> it's fascinating to me because like you, you literally like just told a movie in like a couple minutes, which is so beyond impressive to me. Like I absolutely love it. Um, I really do No, because, cause I love, I love this kind of energy. Like, you know, I, I mean, it's, it's interesting being on the pod because I've talked to so many different people who talk in different ways and you're very similar to me in that, <laughs> I didn't have a lot of jobs, but I, I, I always recognized like for me, it was leverage, right? Like whenever I see leverage, I, I like hone in on it. And then there are other people are like, no, you got to like put a lot of hours in and do it this way. And I'm like, but why would I do it that way when I could, you know, avoid all these mistakes? Like there's other people that have screwed this up. Like, why don't we learn from them? Right. And, and this is that, you know, like for you, it's like, I, I, I get into jobs and then I, I leave. And for me, it's always been. Um, huh. Why does this person want to work hard? And like, there's a lot of people who have a lot of, you know, baggage around work and everything like that. And 
you know, they don't feel worthy if they're not working hard and stuff. And um, it just, it, it fascinates me because, because, you know, hearing your story, I think a lot of people think, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm really glad you shared like the, the rough parts right first, because this is, this is, I think a critical step is everyone thinks they got to hide their skeletons. Right. And, and I'll tell you, man, like I've had people who've done time on the show, like, you know, they got mixed up in drugs when they were a teenager and did time in jail. I mean, I've seen it all. And I'm just like, wow, like how does somebody overcome this? So I guess the question for me right now is going back to that, uh, time frame, you know, what do you, how does someone like, you know, instead of trying to be you, because obviously you're a unique individual and, and, and you're definitely a unique individual, that's for sure. And that's a good thing. But like, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of lessons in there. So how does someone take that energy per se and avoid the mistakes? Cause you and me both are obsessed with licensing, which is yeah. prove a process, license it to someone else. Right. So it requires you to work out the kinks before you license yeah, it so or else you've got a shit show. Absolutely. You know, it's a shit show if you yeah. try to license it, a, a broken right. process. So I guess what I'm curious about is how do you think that influenced you? Because if you've made all these mistakes, I actually see that now as like, as long as you, you know, keep going, uh, screw it. Like that, like you've already made the mistakes. Why, why quit now? You know, you're already like so baked into it. It's like a sunk cost almost. How would you kind of help somebody to, I guess, chill out a little bit? Because, you know, as I see people, especially people in a professional, like you have a wellness background, a lot of our people have worked in professions that were shut down by COVID, right? So very similar story to what you experienced. But one thing I noticed with a lot of these folks is that they are very, um, it's got to be done this way. Because like, obviously, in medical mm-hmm. stuff, there's a lot of regulatory bodies, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, how, how do you help somebody kind of chill out a little bit and kind of roll with the punches? Because I think I, I don't think you would have survived. I think you would have spontaneously combusted if you weren't like, a relaxed person behind the scenes going through all that stuff. So I'm curious what your thoughts are wow. on that. First of all, I wasn't relaxed going behind the scenes. I was a basket case when I was going through that. My stress levels were outrageous. I was I was in the hospital with panic attacks. I mean, it was bad. It was not a good thing. Um, but what I will tell you is two things. One is I'm very strong in my faith. Um, I'm a pastor as well. Um, I got ordained nice. a couple of years ago. So one is I have a really strong faith in God and I believe that I'm destined for greatness and that, um, you know, my path is already established. So I just keep, I just keep walking forward. Um, the other thing is that, um, I, I never really waited till everything was perfect. I just kind of put it out there by faith that if I build it, they will come. And so what I did was I would put it out there. Now here's the good and bad. The good thing is you get it out there without it being perfect. Bad is you're going through growing pains as you're tweaking it because you're in the public now. Right, you're in the public. People are seeing your growing pains, so persecution comes when that takes place. Um, right. So you have to be ready and be thick-skinned to take the persecution, and that is part of business, um, especially if you're becoming a household name or you're becoming somebody that people know about. Um, and so you got to understand too the way that this gift was given to me. Just so you know, the lymphatic technique—I never went to school to learn it. It literally came to me in a download by God. I never ever went to school to learn. Never read a video or even read saw a video or read a book on it. It literally, wow. a woman had edema, which I knew was swollen ankles. I said, let me try something. Start working on her. She was on my wellness center. She got great results. She told her sister, I did the same thing in her sister. The swelling went down after about 14 years and it just exploded from there. And it went to the weakest link. I mean, people were getting amazing results after one session. It was an amazing process. It was like a miracle, literally. And so when you have wow. something that that's powerful, you know, you're called to something to help people and make a difference and impact. You don't stop. You keep that at the front you know, you're funny, your eyes and you just keep going and there's going to be hurdles. You overcome those hurdles. You just keep going. You don't stop. 
That's, mm. that's how I do it. I'm very, like I said, I'm very tenacious. So if anybody knows the Bible, they know there's a Nehemiah. He has a sword in one hand and an ax in the other. You just keep going. You, 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 you fight the battles as you go, but you keep building, you keep going. You just don't stop. Right. And that's, that's my thing. I mean, I just knew I had something that people needed and I'm like, I'm going to get this out there and I'm going to overcome whatever I need to overcome to do it. And um, mm. now it's paying off. Right. But um, I love, I, and love I learned it. what I, not I, to do in business. That's for sure. If I could write a book on what not to do in business, I, I, I'm so, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. Like what a, what a breath of fresh air recording this episode. I'm so glad we're doing this. Um, cause you know, it, it, it it's so funny to me how, how this kind of stuff plays out because like it, my, my story is very similar with the downloading stuff. And I don't talk about that a lot because, you know, I don't know how people, uh, think about this stuff. It doesn't really matter what they think, but you know, it, it, it doesn't make always a lot of sense to some folks I've noticed for whatever reason. I don't know why, but, um, you know, with, with all the back end stuff, I always, I always tell people, I'm like, I just see this stuff. Like I go into every business and like, especially restaurants, it's hard for me to sit down in a, a family type small restaurant because I just see so many things. Cause I mean, I had my own sandwich shop, you know, we started from scratch and did well. And it's like, I just can't, I can't do it. Cause like, I just see it everywhere. And I'm like, I don't want to be that guy that, you know, Oh, you should do this and you should do that. Cause nobody likes those people. Um, but like, I just am like, everywhere you go, you're just like, what if they, you know, like I was talking to somebody the other day, I was like, you know, it was a, a service business. I was like, what if you, uh, instead of just sending them an invoice, why don't you, uh, send them an invoice, a copy of their receipt and a little email with a coupon code with something else that people that's popular in your business. And like just that one thing alone, every single business could have that. Now they've right. got like another little stream of income that they set up one time. Right. right. And it's, it just blows my mind that like people are like, oh my God, I never thought of that. And I'm like, really? Like the lights on, it's like, to me, it's like turning the light on. So that's, that's really interesting. So, so with it, with this background, um, you know, this is going to, this is going to be so interesting. So, you know, you get to a point where you, you can't do body work. Are you going to go back at all to, um, the wellness stuff, or is this kind of taken its well, own life that you're like, it's funny that you said that because I had planned on releasing that and selling that and licensing it. Right. And then I got a mm -hmm. phone call <laughs> two days ago from somebody who says, um, I've got schools all around the nation and I want extract in every single one of my schools. This just happened two days ago. Mm. And I'm like, wow, I thought I was done with this. So maybe, so honestly, um, I'm not sure. I, I know how to delegate and I have enough instructors and people that I can bring out there and get them going if we need to re kind of rebirth it. Um, right. and I can oversee it. You know, I, I so I, 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 my whole business is plug and play my whole bit. I have all the videos, the Academy, everything. So I could literally just license it to whoever wants to license it, support them with coaching, make sure they have the right instructor out there teaching them. Cause I have 89 instructors around the nation, um, that know how to do this and I have hundreds of facilitators. So I am at a place where I'm scalable and I can still do it without really being hands-on. And I can really focus on what I feel like this season I'm supposed to be doing, which is helping other people with their IP and then helping them write and monetize their books and things like that through my, you know, my program now. I, I love it. I think that's, I think that's a smart move. And it's, it's funny because, you know, uh, my, my two Bible verses, uh, you know, that I, I, I put them on my profile just for you know, their little Easter eggs for those who know, they know is uh, Luke 16.10 and uh, Colossians 3.23, right? And if uh, I always tell, I always mention those. People can look them up because it's interesting for them to explore exactly. what I mean by that. But they're very deliberately chosen because that's something I think, uh, 
you know, I think 1610 will be good for you. You'll like that one, um, uh, especially with the IP, because it's it's something that's interesting. And, and it, and it kind of goes down the pike with this uh, this whole thing of like trust and doing the small things well. So one thing I'd like to kind of, you know, I, I'm improvising here a little bit because we're uh, we're going off script and I love that. So I'm, I'm curious, you know, with with your focus on IP. Um, and, and really building that at a scalable process. So there's people that, I mean, I've heard of a lot of people, you know, blue ocean, love that book, love the concept. Yeah. It's, it's never been something I've, I've truly felt I've executed anywhere near as much as I could. Um, you know, I'm only 35, but I I'm like, ah, like, I just feel like there's something more to this. But like one thing that I find fascinating is pairing that with a scalable infrastructure. Mm-hmm. But I, before we get into that, I'd like to talk a little bit about what you think about the small things, because obviously you have a lot of energy, a lot of joy and a lot of drive. And a lot of those folks, unfortunately, can overlook the details. And I think everything, the leverage is in the details, the leverage is in the small things that swing big doors, if you will. Mm-hmm. So how would you, how do you characterize that for someone who's building something? Maybe they're, they're, they're doing things right now, but they're like, mm, this is not quite taken off. I always think that that's, they're missing some small things. They're a lot closer than they think. I always believe that with people is people are a lot closer than they think, but they just aren't quite hitting the mark. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I have a saying, and I know you've heard this before, but I, I, I really love this. You know, you can never get a home run unless you go to bat, right? So I mm-hmm. tell people, just get to the bat, <laughs> take a swing. You might strike out. You might get a home run. You never know unless you try it. So um, I always like to tell people, you know, take baby steps. Um, I'm, a, I'm a girl of faith. So I, I walk by faith in everything I do. And I take one step out. Like we're, my, we're in Boston right now. We're from California. We're looking for a house. And I told my husband, I said, Let's just take a step of faith. Let's go out and look and see if we find a house. We'll put an offer on it. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. We're not going to know until we get there. So what I tell people is, you know, just take baby steps and take little wins. If we get little wins along the way, we'll keep, we'll stay encouraged. We'll stay motivated and we won't want to quit as easily. Because if if you keep getting knocked down, um, you know, it's hard to get back up. So when I'm working with a coach or somebody like that, I always, my goal is to always give them some at value, no matter what, what it is that I'm talking to them about, you know, maybe it's a connection, maybe it's a tool, maybe it's a resource, whatever that is. My goal is to always give them one, one nugget. If I give them okay. one nugget, when I'm talking to them, I know I've done a good job. Now, I don't know how they're going to mm. use that nugget, but I'm going to give them one nugget. And I don't know who's coming to me. I believe the right people will come to me at the right time. If they're, if they need what I carry, cause I have value for other people. And if they know it, they'll come to me. They'll seek me out. I believe that too. So you know, I'm one of those people, if you build it, they will come. And I just, again, I'm a, I'm a faith girl. So I walk by faith. I take a step out and the worst thing that's going to happen, I'll pull it back, tweak it and pull it back out again. <laughs> right. I think that's, that's a confidence that I think a lot of people would be, uh, you know, cause it's something I'm, I've actually been working on that a lot the last five years, like operating more like that, taking those low risk, high reward, like bets or chances, whatever you want to call it, you know, and operating more from that the last five years. Cause when I was younger, one of my big weaknesses was thinking I needed to always have the answer. Yeah. And like, if I didn't have the answer, I wasn't valuable. And then what that ends up doing is that creates this complex where you're like, Oh my God, am I, I got to read more. I got to learn more. I got to do more. And the reality is you don't really need to learn as much. Like, you know, I, I, I kind of have this thing where I'm like, for everything I learn, I try to like implement it, you know, three or four times, you know, for every time I'm learning. So if I, like this morning I was watching a course and I wrote four little offers based on the training that I was watching. And I was like, oh, this is great. Like, you know, some of these will work, some of them didn't, but let me just go out and put them in the marketplace and see. Cause it's, it's exceptionally uncomfortable for me to do that. 
um, because I care a lot about people. And that's something else, you know, that's probably something you've, when you realize you care about people, you can be a people pleaser. I don't know if that's uh, ever happened to oh you. Oh my uh, gosh, really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I, uh, I have that problem. You know, People Pleasers Anonymous, I'm, I'm the founding mm-hmm. uh, member of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's interesting because I think that whole attitude of what you say, like a lot of people's, you know, the Field of Dreams, you know, loved that movie as mm-hmm. a kid. And I think that's the challenge a lot of people don't have is that they, there's a, there's a balance, I think. Where it's like, put something out there, but do it in a way where it's not like spending a month, you know, working on something only to see that it doesn't work. So it's like, what can you do for a day to get feedback and let the feedback kind of like steer your path? Like, uh, you're going through the jungle and it's like, okay, well, I can't think about how to get through all the jungle. I got to get through the next like five feet, you know, because it's the jungle. I ask a lot of questions. I just ask a lot of questions to my audience and I want to find out what they're looking for. So um, I ask, you know, what is their challenge? What, where are their pain points? And then I kind of just align from what they're telling me and I just kind of put it out there from there. So that's one of the things I listen to my audience. Um, right. And, but also you have to know your audience. So there's some people struggle with that. So right. you know, who is it that you believe you're called to serve? And then, you know, what does that, what, who do they look like? And so there's a friend of ours that says he, he comes up with characters and uh, my my character is Xena, the warrior princess. Those are the people that I want to serve, right? <laughs> I, love, so. I love that show. All my friends made fun of me so much for that show, but I was like, she's so badass, like with that little ah! thing. She swings that like thing, you know? Exactly. I'm officially, exactly. I'm officially not going to edit that out of the episode of one of my, my chants, you know, my Xena warrior princess chants. That's awesome. so that's- but yeah, that's, those, are my, <laughs> those are my ideal clients, right? Um, women who are right. kicking butt and taking names and, they know their call for greatness and they just not really sure how to get out there. And women and men, you know, I just say Xena cause I'm, cause I've been called a Xena myself because yeah, that's all right. That's you know, all right. I like spirit it. In me, right. Um, and you have to, I think to be an entrepreneur, you have to have some kind of a warrior spirit. It's not, you know, it's, it's challenging not to, especially when you've gone through a lot of hard knocks. And then also, you know, you have to be okay with persecution at a, in a level, I, at least I did because, um, uh, when you're bullying something out that no one else has done, and you're going against the grain and you're really outside the box. So like my lymphatic technique, just to give you an example, was super outside the box. Like I was okay. told by people who've done thousands of hours, I couldn't do what I was doing. And I've had people on stage stand up and say, oh, you can't do that. And I have to come back and say, well, why? And they're like, well, because my teacher told me I couldn't do this. I said, well, let me ask you this. Is your teacher a man? They're like, yes. I go, well, my teacher was God. So I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna listen to him because he created us. So you can do what you're doing. I'm going to continue to do it. And I just kept going. And when I was done, I had 200 people at my booth. They're saying, this is amazing. I want to learn more about this. So it's really wow. staying while you're doing what you're doing, keeping your why in front of you, staying steadfast on that why and not being shaken no matter what, because you believe in who you are and what you're called to do. And you know that you're called to make a difference and, and make an impact. I think that's really key why I kept going, because I knew what I carried was so valuable to so many people that I wasn't going to stop. I wasn't going to let anybody tell me I couldn't do it. So let me, let's let's talk about that a little bit because you know the last eighteen months has been, um, to put it mildly, uh, tricky uh, for a lot of folks. Um, you know, and let let's get tactical a little bit because you know for me, like you know, my business had a temporary, a, a pretty big setback at the end of twenty nineteen. So we were already kind of up on the up and up. It took us about a month to to dust myself off and get my feelings back, you know, and not not be so sad. Uh, at the time. And and it happens, you know, it's happened to me twice in my career and it happened luckily right before COVID. So when March hit, I was already back on the upswing. And I mean, it took a little longer for those initial things to get going, but it wasn't like, Hey, we're cranking. And then 
my business is shut off because I'm a quote, non-essential business, whatever that's supposed to mean. Um, <laughs> and I've never understood why they called it non-essential business. It's like, who's, who the hell who determines that? that? I mean, exactly. yeah, it's just a really odd choice of words more, more than, I, I know what they were intending to say, but it just felt very, um, callous you know it's like oh yeah are you saying i've worked my whole life building this business and it's not essential anymore like right. screw you buddy um but anyways um so when that happened you know one thing i had to really you know realize and one of the biggest lessons i've had throughout the pandemic is how people and experiences are pretty much all i value at this point like you know when i started out one of my challenges that i i realized at 30 um it was right before we got married i was maybe 32 33 because we got married in 2019 so a couple of years ago oh, wow. And I realized, I realized here was the big thing. I was like, everything I set out to do when I started, I got. And then I realized like, holy smokes, like I'm not, I'm not as happy as I thought I'd be. I mean, like coming from where I grew up, like, I mean, you know, this is great. Like, you know, got the girl, you know, kiddos, good. Everything's fine with that. And I'm like, I'm like that, that part of me is fulfilled. But like, I'm like my business, I'm like, I thought I would just have so much more fun at this point. And, and then COVID hit and it made me really realize like without people and experiences, specifically like dining with somebody and having glasses of wine and conversation right. specifically, that was like, that was missing for me. And I realized like, there's only so much television I can watch. I mean, even our, my wife and I watch this one Murdoch mystery show every night together. And it's like our quality time, but it's like, that's really the only TV I want to watch. So I'm like, what the hell else do I do with myself? I'm so bored. So I guess what I'm curious, and, and I, I think this is good because you've, you've obviously taken a lot more licks than I have. I mean, clearly, um, well, you know, I, I, I'm 53 years old, so. Hey, that's all right. But even, even, years I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I'll be honest with you though. I, I still think, you know, at 53, I won't have anywhere near those kinds of licks. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I'm like, holy smokes, this lady's on it. Um, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and all joking aside, like, um, I want to get tactical a little bit because I think. Everything you say about empowerment and stuff is is really important, and I believe it entirely. But I think it's not until you go through the crucible and you're in the fire yeah. that you really truly burn away all the bullshit, for lack of a better way of putting it. Yeah. Uh, pardon my language, but like I I really believe that to my heart. Like everything I value has come through the fire, not Brad having a good time. So how does somebody? just build that resolve. Like, like, cause I mean, thick skin is, I don't think people are born with thick skin. I think no. it's a, a, an evolved trait. <laughs> so I, I'd like to talk about that a little bit because getting tactical here, I think is important because this is something that like, if somebody doesn't get this, they're never going to be able to see what you see about like the power, right? Like, I think the reason you're so turned on to what you're doing and what you're building is because of those experiences. Not, it's like one thing led to the next, not the other way around. So how does somebody get that experience and just kind of get that faith? Because I mean, we and we can talk faith. I don't care. We both share the same faith. A lot of my listeners do. Others don't. That's fine too. But they'll get value out of it. So let's talk about that a little bit because I think that'd be very valuable for folks. I've learned around over the years to embrace the journey. I mean, we're going to go through a journey. <laughs> we can mm -hmm. either fight it or we can embrace it. And so I'm just learning how to embrace the journey. And um, what what I've really really realized over the years. And again, you know, I'm in my fifties, so I've grown a lot. I've, I've matured a lot. Um, not only because of my physical age, but in my maturity and my walk with God. Right. Um, okay. and, and so really it starts with putting God first, number one. And he, he, I, I read, I, I pray every morning and I read the Bible every single day. Um, I cannot get my day started without him. So for me, that is, he grounds me. Um, and I, I can't even imagine a day without the Lord. I, I, especially right now where we are <laughs> in this world is pretty nutty, 
what the other thing that I've noticed is I believe that when we talk about God or when we do certain things or we, we have a process that no one else has and it's outside the box and you tell people God gave you a gift, there's persecution that takes place. And so I believe that I've been groomed to, um, to overcome persecution. Um, and what I mean by that is you get to the place where, and not in a way of, of being rude or anything like that, where I don't care what people think, but it's to a place where, um, I'm not a people pleaser anymore. I have to be a God pleaser because I know at this end of the day, that's who I have to count, you know, count to, um, for everything I've done. And if I've got a gift and I haven't stewarded that gift properly, then, you know, I have to count for that. So I, I just, again, I keep it, keep it in that forefront and it's a matter of a mindset for me. Um, and it's a constant renewing. It is not just, I wake up <laughs> all butterflies and, you know, happy singing and all that. I mean, I'm a pretty good morning person. But, you know, my son's going through some stuff right now. My husband, we've had some issues with our move. So it's not been like the best circumstances. And I still have a lot of joy in my heart. And the only way I can say that is because I really believe that is the joy of the Lord. And he gives us strength when we need it. And um, so to me, I just keep going because I just believe that, first of all, this too shall pass. And it's going to get better. And I've hit my rock bottom. And you, there's nowhere else to go but up. So it's a, it's a, you know, it's a perspective thing. It's a mindset thing. It's a constant renewing and transforming of my mind. It's a constant praying and keep my eyes on Jesus. Um, it's being surrounded by my loved ones, my husband who supports me no matter what I do. Um, you know, and just, just keep one step in front of the other and just know that you're meant, you, you've got a gift, you've got a calling and that you're here for a reason in a season. And when I went through the whole COVID thing, I believe that we have a grace for certain assignments and I believe mm -hmm. that that assignment was put on hold for whatever, for whatever point in time. And that I was supposed to pivot to this new assignment. And, mm -hmm. um, I'm, this is part of my destiny. I honestly knew extract was not my destiny. I knew it was a stepping stone, but I knew if, if as much as I was helping people and impacting lives and changing lives and all that, I knew it was not my end all to be all. I just knew it. I knew it was a stepping stone, something else, but now where I am today, where I help other people with their own intellectual property, I'm having more fun. I, I love what I do. I don't consider it work. Um, it's a huge passion of mine and I get to help support other people. And I will tell you another thing. I also prayed that God would re, re, completely remove any selfishness from me because I was very selfish, very vain in my younger years, kind of spoiled little brat. Daddy took care of, you know, daddy's girl. And I hated that about myself and I didn't know how to get rid of that. And I would just keep praying and repenting and laying it at the altar and picking it back up and, and I finally said, Lord, I don't want to be jealous. I want to be happy for other people. And I really want to, I really want to be genuinely happy when people have success mm -hmm. and, and there's no competition. And so the Lord started showing me, well, why don't you start edifying and building people up and get behind their success and it'll be a completely different perspective. And so now instead of helping myself become successful and, and all that, I'm now behind the scenes and I help other people become successful and prosperous. And that is the most unselfish thing to do when you put other people first. And so that was a lesson that I had to learn um, because I also love to give, but I hate, I hated receiving and that was pride. Um, so mm. I'm a generous giver and a generous receiver. I had to learn how to do that too. So there's been a lot of lessons that I've had to learn along the years and they have not been easy lessons. I mean, I have been one of those people who <laughs> had to learn things the hard way. I, I call myself, you know, I've had the School of Hard Knocks. I have a PhD. I have a double PhD <laughs> in School of Hard Knocks because I had to learn, you know, how to, you know, go through these things and, and, you know, and I have no regrets. I got to tell you, I have not one regret. 
It's made me who I am today. It's brought me closer to the Lord than I've ever been. Um, it's made me a better wife, a better mother, a better business owner, a better leader. It's brought me to where I am today. So I would never, even though it was hard, I went through it. I felt like I was getting beaten up and bloodied every, it was three years that I went through with that, by the way. When I was telling you about all those things, it was three years of mm -hmm. nonstop stuff. I mean, three years of intense, wow. intense stuff. And it did not lead up. It did not lit up at all. Um, so first of all, you don't forget that when you go through that, that is a humbling sure. experience. Um, and, and I tell people, I was like, I got, I got a beaten by daddy. <laughs> um, right. and you don't forget those beatings when you get them. And so I've just learned how to really grow from those things, um, and help other people, you know, maybe not have to go through those things, help them pave the way so they don't have to experience those hard things. And not everybody's going to listen. Some people will, some people won't, but at least I can share that and whatever they take back from them or take away from it, they do. So let me ask you something, because you, you brought something up and, and I, I think it's, it, you know, it really ties into what I think is the cause of hard times. Um, and it's something I, I actually, have not, I don't think I've ever told this to very many people. I've told this to my wife and a few of my friends, but, you know, it's it's the whole concept of, of being able to receive, right? Like a lot of people who are givers and judgers, like there's a lot of those types in the world, but I don't think there's a lot of people who really receive well. And I think, you know, I don't know if you see it this way, but, you know, one thing that was coming up as I was listening to you and, and everything is this impression that, like, when you received the message, that's when things change. So, like, those hard times are meant to teach you something. And as soon as you take the ultimate lesson, the hard times clear, right? That's how my, at least that's how my life yeah, experience has been, right? Yeah. Um, so one of the things I'm curious to say is, like, what what was your experience learning to receive the goodness because like obviously when you're young and you know like I grew up my parents you know loved me I had a great childhood like I don't have any dramas like some folks had where they really had a tough tough going up growing up you know I had a good one like my parents loved me you know I never was hungry I mean I've never really ever been hungry so I've had a pretty easy life compared to some folks but I I noticed like for me I've I've struggled I think I still do to an extent to receive all the stuff that's coming my way so I'm curious what your thoughts are on that, because I think that's really the key that like turns those hard times into a foundation is that once you learn to receive the lesson or the, the you know, paying the penance, whatever you want to think mm -hmm. of it as, um, I'm curious what you think about that um, in your experience. Well, the first thing I had to, had to do, um, and we could talk about money if, if, if you want, you know, I had a hard time. I kept giving everything away. <laughs> I would okay. not charge for anything. I, that was obviously an issue that I had with finances. Um, but I've overcome that and, uh, I have no problem receiving now, but what I had to do is I had to put myself in a really uncomfortable position. So I made okay. myself uncomfortable on purpose. And so what I did is I figured, well, no one's going to spend money on me and, 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 and allow me to charge if I don't do it for myself. So I actually started spending more money on programs and things like that. And I put myself out of my comfort zone because I had to break the poverty spirit. I had a poverty spirit. I had a, I divorced myself completely from poverty. And I thought, I'm going to break the mold. I had a pattern and it was a comfortable pattern. I'd say, okay, this is what I can do. This is what I can afford. And I saw it from that perspective. And when I finally saw it from a different view and different perspective, I said, wait a second, how do I expect people to spend money with me if I don't spend money with them? So I started um, putting myself outside the box and started buying and paying for programs that were $20,000, $10,000. I just started putting myself out there. If I'm going to charge that for any kind of program that I'm going to do, I have to expect people to do it for themselves, right? So that right. was one thing. Um, the other thing that I did was um, it was a lot of self 
talk and affirmations. I'm a very big declare and decree person. So mm -hmm. I had to change the information that was going on in my brain um, before I would speak. So if something negative came in my brain, I instantly changed it to something positive and I would speak it out and I declare it out loud. And eventually it became part of my, my DNA, so to speak. Right. So, right. And so talking about childhood, <laughs> my parents were divorced at when I was seven, my mom was in an abusive relationship. Um, and then I went to several abusive relationships after that. So I overcame that as a victim in, in relationships. And then I became a victor when God said, you're no longer a victim. I now am a victor. So I don't attract those people anywhere. I had a pattern of attracting bad people. Um, I believe you, 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 you tracked what's in you, right? Um, my right. dad was in the mafia. He went to prison. Um, he became a pastor in the, in, in prison, um, and then died at 50 years old of pancreatic cancer. Um, so wow. we, yeah, I was, I'm actually writing a movie about that. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds like it. I'm like, you know, this is a Scorsese, you know, Scorsese new movie, you know? So, so <laughs> my life has not been boring. I tell people that all the time. And the funny thing is my last name is Venturella. They're like, Hey, do you do a lot of ventures? I'm like, yeah, I have a lot of adventures in my life. Let me tell you. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, it's, again, it's just, um, taking those baby steps. It's just aligning yourself with who you're called to be. And not selling for anything less than, than, you know, God's best. And, you know, I always say, thank you, Lord, that, you know, you gave us a life and more abundantly. And I choose that full abundant life. And I stand on that. So I, I'm a person who really believes that I, you know, like, you know, third John two is one of my scriptures, you know, beloved, a wish above all things you prosper and be in health, even as your soul does prosper. Well, I stand on that word. So I believe prosperity is what I put my hands to do. And I see that start to manifest because I believe in it and I have faith in it. So I can't, I, I, you know, I know, Brad, I'm really talking a lot about God, but there's no separate, I can't separate that, right? Because I am yeah. who I am because of who he is in my life. And I, and I won't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to dummy that down because then I would be lying. Um, well, there's no, no, yeah. there's no need to dumb it down on my end. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, yeah. I, I find it fascinating yeah. because I, I, I think um, it, it's, you know, so I had someone tell me this once and, and I, um, Oh, what's his name? Uh, oh, wild at heart. Uh, good. Oh, what's his name? God bless him. Oh, I can see his face. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. John Eldridge. There it is. Oh, you yeah, know, yeah, and like yeah. one. Yeah. So, so when I first read that book, you know, I, I had this kind of thing. Like, I only accepted Christ. I think it was 2017. So a few years ago now, not wow. very long ago. Um, and and it was interesting to me because it was uh, you know, growing up with that background, I had a lot of reasons why. But one of the big things that I could never quite put my finger on is I was like. Why would someone who says they love you want to not, you know, they, they put you here for a reason, right? Like you weren't, you weren't, I don't, I really do believe everybody was created for a reason and, you know, it doesn't matter what their faith background is. I think that's something that universal, I, I just believe it to be true. And I, I've seen enough evidence to be, I'll die on that hill. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but one of the things that I think is interesting is that for me in that it, it's, um, it's hard for me to see why someone would want you to end up in struggle and, and tough spots. Um, whereas is, as opposed to it just being like, okay, I'm, I'm molding you, I'm forming you, you're clay and I'm, I'm the sculptor, you know, kind of like the potter's wheel type thing. And I've always kind of looked at it like that. And I think a lot of folks, you know, the last year has been a big uh, molding thing. Cause I think, you know, we've gotten like five years of change in like two or three months, you know, last year. So at the end of the day, I don't. I, I think it's it's important for people to realize that. I I think you know one of them. Uh, if I've learned anything, I've learned a lot of people without faith, the world can eat you up 
this world can eat you up if you're not, if you don't have something deeper going on. Um, and I, and I think a lot of people don't talk about that enough because I do think that plays a role in business and I'm, uh, I'm with you. Uh, I, I think it's, it's a critical part of the conversation for sure. So going forward, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm sure you see this business going a lot of different directions, you know, and, and, and really growing big. I mean, we talked about a couple of them before where, um, well, first off, like, how can people get in touch with you? Because I think that's, you know, I want to make sure I say that at least once, you know, uh, explicitly, like, what's, what's the way that they can get in touch with you and, and maybe see how they can work with you if they're really digging your style um, on this call? So um, the best way to reach me is my email at Nina at entrepreneurempowerment.org. Awesome. Cool. Um, well, that's, that's good. Cause like I, I, I spent the morning reading through your site. I mean, you really got, you're really dialed in, which I think is really awesome. Uh, and I, I think people would do well by associating with you, obviously. Um, so going like with, um, with your, you know, cause one thing I, I'm always curious, you know, when, especially with someone like you, who's had like a lot of ups, a lot of downs and, and you just have a lot of life experience for lack mm-hmm. of a better word. Um, what, you know, how do you talk to your kids and share this and kind of download into them so that they can like parlay off of that experience rather than repeat the same stuff? Because obviously you mentioned, you know, ma- your mom having a tough uh, relationship and you going through that as well. So, I mean, I think all those things are important, right? You know, it sounds like you and your husband have a really great relationship now, which is amazing. Um, but what other things would you download into them, you know, coming up and saying, hey, don't make the same mistakes I did. You're going to make your own, but don't make these. How, how do you see that and, and what would you share? Well, that's that's a challenge for me because I have a 17-year-old <laughs> right now. Perfect. Who, who, what a wonderful age. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, we're struggling with some of that right now. So uh, mom and dad are trying to explain to him, hey, this is how you know things could be a lot easier. We're trying to help you in life and trying to make things easier for you. And you're choosing not to listen to us. <laughs> As a 17-year-old, I didn't listen either. Um, so we just keep planting seeds. We keep, um, just keep, you know, the communication lines open. We just keep spending, you know, quality time as much as we can with him. We've got him on vacation with us right now. Um, you know, so we're doing everything we can to just keep a positive uh, impact in his life and tell him that he's loved and he's supported. And of course he knows the Lord. So, um, it's just, I think communication is going to be key and really knowing that your kid, um, they can count on you for anything, no matter what. I love that. I love that. That's, that's good. So if you had to leave some people with, uh, you know, let's talk about the golden nuggets because, uh, you know, you mentioned that leaving everybody with a golden nugget. I try, that's one of my life values, like core values is leave everybody a little better than you found them. Like every single person, like that's, you know, every human interaction, whether it's the clerk at the gas station or some kind of business meeting, like leave everybody better than you found them. So what, what, if someone's sitting here listening to this and you wanted them to take away one message, what would that be for, from your point of view? What would you want them to, to know about you and what you stand for and, and how that you can help them and how they can help the world really? Um, well, I believe, like I said before, I believe everybody has brilliance in them. They have their own genius. They're, they're gifted. And they have a right to get those gifts out to um, to the nations, to impact nations, change generations. Um, and that there is, and if you're not sure what that looks like, go deep inside. What makes you passionate? What makes you angry? What makes you sad? What makes you happy? Then there's something in there that needs to come out. Those, That's where I would start first. Look at what makes you really passionate. What makes you kind of have some kind of an emotion that you just 
look at society. What, what is it that really angers you? What is it that makes you happy? Though that's usually something that's in you that needs to come out. And there's usually some kind of a gift in there. Maybe you're not really sure what it looks like, but if there, if that's you and you're looking for like, I know there's something in me. I know I'm meant for more. I know I have these gifts. I know I have these values. You're not really sure how to get it out there. Then that would be somebody that I would love to talk to because Chances are they know they have something, they're just not sure what that looks like yet, and I can help them pull that out. And I will tell you, Brad, too, you said that you can see in like businesses what they need to do. I can see in people, and I can see their gold, and I can yeah. help them really fine-tune that gold and see what that looks like and help them create some kind of an intellectual property and help them see their genius come to life. And so mm. if they're looking for that, then I would love to have a conversation with them and just kind of explore and see how we might be able to um, work together and if there's a fit. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you for recording. This has been an absolute blast. I uh, This is not like any other episode I've ever done. So you're unique and, and, that's, that. and that's wonderful. No, it's wonderful because it's it's so refreshing. It's why I love this show because it's, it's this self – it's a self innovation machine where it's always innovating. And, you know, every conversation I have, I pick up on more things. I mean, I've watched hundreds of videos on interviewing. And one of the biggest things that I take away with it is, you know, how to go with the flow of the conversation. It's like dancing, right? You know, right. You, you, every partner's different. So, you know, it's, it's fun for me. I mean, it's, this is like the highlight of my day, right? You know, cause it's like, yeah. Oh, I got a new friend. And, it, and I mean, I, I would do this every day if I could produce, I, I, I do one episode a week uh, live, you know, every Thursday, but it's, it's like, holy smokes. Like I've been, I, I mean, truly this has been a very interesting conversation and I love your energy. It just, it, it awakens something in, in my inner fire as well Thank with you. my stuff. Cause it's like, Oh, this is great. Like there's another person who believes in the world even more than I do, which is like, oh, this is so cool. There's there's another level to get to. <laughs> so thank you for uh, recording you, with me. And uh, I'm really glad we had this conversation. My pleasure. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Office Free Entrepreneurs Podcast. For show notes, extras, and to get the Million Dollar Backpack book, where we give you the blueprint to escape your office, visit escapeyouroffice.com. <laughs>